yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, mo. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports, music, and topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and your host, Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, I have the fellas, Jay Hill, John Lane, and Johnny Five. Yeah, hold up. I got I got a song for our fifth member. Here you go. <laughs> oh Lord. Trey Ely coming to us virtually from the Apple uh, Vision Pro headset where he looks yeah. like a, a blooming onion. <laughs> yeah. a blooming onion he does. Bro. I, I, oh my I, god. What's, what's, what's... <laughs> uh this is the podcast where we are artists and musicians who love to talk sports. And before we get started, um bashing Dre, uh, Trey throughout the whole episode. Want to give a happy birthday shout out to Jay, James, Yancey, Dilla. I said that backwards. <laughs> James, Jay, Dilla, Yancey. <laughs> uh, today, today's his birthday. Um, let's have Trey say something from the meta world about Dilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. This is going to get old. No, it ain't. This is going to... This is gonna get old. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Go ahead, man. How old would he be? Fifty. Oh. Wow. That's is crazy. this fifty? Fiftieth birthday. Man. Gone wow. too soon. Yeah, man. Gone too soon. Um, all right, well, let's let's get into some uh Go ahead, special tray. That's your new nickname. <laughs> Oh. Special tray. And a rapper out there named Special K, but he's special tray. <laughs> oh man. Trey, you oh, look like you no, lost your group, no. man. <laughs> Why you look like he's stuck? Why you stuck? Was... You look frozen, man. Everybody hey. stop looking at me and look at something else. No. Wow. <laughs> Why? Look at something else. This is more entertaining. Man, okay, let's let's move on. Um we can we can touch on the Dilla stuff a little later if you you know um in the in the podcast. Uh Commanders officially introduced Dan Quinn as the head coach. Um are you impressed with what he said in his presser? Let's start with Special K. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't watch the presser, man. After watching Peter's presser, I was like, you know what? These things are like corporate speak for everybody to say the right thing. I'm going to wait till the heat gets on them and see what they're talking about when something really going down. Okay. When, uh, when the heat gets on them. Yeah, when stuff starts happening to them. They got adversity to deal with. They got stuff when they, going on. When they're wrong. two and five, basically. Right. I want to hear that presser. You're going to let them talk it out at halftime. Well, I feel like I, I'm looking at like the villain from RoboCop too. He said, I, I didn't really say anything. I just, I just let the players talk. <laughs> That's bearer we talking about right there. For those who don't know. I'm sorry, man. I can't. What, was, what was the villain on RoboCop too? Wasn't it Kane? 
Trace Kane. He moved oh, like man. Kane didn't talk to him. He just made noise. He's like, oh. Well, Trey's gonna Trey's gonna talk about his Apple Vision Pro later in the show. So, yeah, he, he got a special <laughs> special uh, segment in it. Right, look know. at that! Look at that! Oh, <laughs> nothing changed. Then your yeah, facial you expression changed. <laughs> nothing changed. <laughs> I told you, it just looks like the, the like what it looks like to me is he had way he got way too carried away with the Botox treatments. Wow! So like his face just was full, like his forehead, face, cheeks. He like he can't like he can't. His face doesn't move when he laughs. Like he almost looks like Lil Kim. I'm curious about what would have happened wow. if you wore a hat when they did your um your emoji. Hey, there's there's already a YouTube video on that. The hat looks crazy. Does it? It looks oh, like chopped off. Yeah, it's not designed for. It ain't designed for that. All right, it, let's it start. Okay, crazy. so anybody else impressed? I didn't watch the, the presser either. Uh, I I want I listened to it. Um, he said all the right things. He of said course. all the things that need. Are they always? Yeah. No, that's, the, that's my point. No, no. I mean, I didn't really hear. I mean, the stuff that Ron Rivera said was stuff that he should have said, but it wasn't any different than what Jay Gruden said mm. in his tenure there. I think in this presser, we needed to hear something that was that th- th- this is like a whole new regime. And I think this sort of puts a cap on what to expect from the regime going forward. Nothing but positivity. It's going to be, it's going to be slow. We got to be patient. We've been patient for 30 years. We finally got our wish. And right. we have yeah, to be everybody's patient talking about more. slow. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take some time. It's going to take about at least three years, but I think hearing him, talk about his role is uh it's it's de- it's definitely um optimistic you know he said he wasn't going to call defensive plays he just wants to be a head coach he's not going to be the ceo he's going to let adam peters do his job and he, his job is to be a head coach and that's that's what i want to hear i didn't really hear ron revere say that hmm. ron, could, could ron he revere. was he in a position to say that didn't he yeah. say something like he wanted to do hard stuff with good people or something like that? He said he wanted to do good no. shit. Yeah. Good good shit with well, something like that. Um But yes, he did say something like that. So Paul Stan Quinn, welcome to DC. <laughs> Jay? So my takeaway from it all is I'm very I don't even know how many other teams are operating like this, but I'm very excited to see what it looks like when somebody just fucking coaches the team, not the offense, not defense. Like that's not my job. My job is to make sure everybody works together in harmony and we get shit done. That reminds me of Jimmy Johnson from the Cowboys back when he was a coach. I mean, again, I mean, he is coming from the Cowboys, so it's possible that, (laughs) you know, he he got wind of some meetings or, you know, he wasn't in that era, but he could have definitely been privy to Jimmy's ring. Wasn't he just inducted in the ring of honor or something at Cowboys? Yeah, he was. He could have pulled him to the side. Yo, what'd you do? Man, I just, I just coach fucking team. Fuck that. I ain't doing offense or defense. I'm coaching the team. Y'all fuck, y'all fuck it up. Y'all fuck it up. I'm, I mean, I, I'm coaching the team. So that way, 
I don't I don't have to focus as much. Yes, everything has to go through me ultimately, like for veto power. I think that's the only thing that 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 really gets in the way of this kind of setup because of the, the clock management. You know, if you if you know you're on the clock, I know the offensive plays. Like they I'm obviously they're gonna have a set amount or something like that, but it's like, yo, what do you want to run? Well, you're the coach. You're the offensive coordinator. What the fuck do you want to run? We don't have 20 <laughs> more seconds. What the fuck do you know what I mean? So, I mean, in that respect, I get why, you know, you you would have the OC as a head coach because he can get it, get the play in there quicker. But ultimately, he's like, yeah, you know what we're doing in this situation? This this is our group of plays to call. The third and two, this is what we – these are our options. I'm pretty so, sure the head coach is just look at the offensive coordinator and be like, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that, but that's it. what I'm saying. Ultimately, you'd be like, "Nah, I'm not feeling that. We punting this." Hey, hey, no. Hey, let's try to make some more runs in there. We, <laughs> I know? think we we airing it out too much. Put some more runs. I mean, in, you know. And then on the on the defensive side, it's like all Blitz! you can really do is Blitz see them. the adjustments that need to be made because he just like I said, you really just sitting there like, why the fuck did we just run that cover two? <laughs> Oh, That's, yeah, the coach, kind of, the coach can kind of the coach can kind of be like the editor. He's the principal, you know. He's, the he's going principal. Everybody else is he, teachers. They're like he's right. supposed to be. He can go back. He can go back and be like, "Hey, I think we need to put some more pressure on this guy." Can you dial yeah. something up? To, you know, or whatever. Yeah, he he's not worried about the actual plays and what you're calling. Just he's hey, a man, put board, some, as opposed put some to heat on actually, him. you know. But he's then, a soundboard. I mean, because because then what happens is people and i don't know if he'll care about this based on the way his press conference went people won't give him credit when this happens or you know that happens you know like yo y'all been y'all like number one in defense i mean i know it's got nothing to do with you you got a defensive coordinator but you know <laughs> i mean ultimately it does and it doesn't so i'm not here for praise so fuck it we winning right we'll get the fuck next question <laughs> you know that's it so that's what I'm. That's what I'm happy to see how the how the shit flows with somebody that's really just standing there like, yo, just don't fuck it up, okay? <laughs> and we can all keep our job. Mm. Very okay. well said. Yeah. Especially Trey, you want to say something? <laughs> I believe I went first, brother. It does look like he high. That's the other it thing too. It took him so like, long to respond. He looked like he high. Yeah. Like he just like spaced out. Yeah, he do, he what? looks he looks high. I give you that. You do look high. Wait, what? You what? What'd you say? Because I got high. Because uh-huh. I got high. <laughs> and it took it took him a while to answer too. Yeah. And, you think, and look at his eyes. He, he blink all slow. How do we feel about uh, Cliff Kingsbury being hired as OC and Joe Wilt? Uh, Wilt Jr. as a defensive coordinator. Joe Witt. I said, what did I say? Wilt? Wilt. Wilt. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. It's like, uh, you know, it won't, it won't matter to me until you can actually see what they implement as their offense and defense. Uh, I'm, I, I don't care right now. Like, I don't even know if I care doing um, OTAs or, you know, um, yeah, because it's going to be a lot of hype news going around. Like, oh, yeah, look at they're doing this, and you get though. you all hyped up. I, you don't even know who the fuck going to be throwing the ball for, for Cliff. Yeah, right. So, like, well, I care about who the OC is if I don't know who's going to be quarterback at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Like, 
Uh, guess... It's going to be Caleb May Daniels. <laughs> Yo. Hey, chop that boy up. That's mean as shit. <laughs> I, think, I think at the end of the day, like, I, the offense being run by somebody who has a lot of controversy surrounding them in terms of like what they what they've done already and what they've been able to contribute. I think that's a that's a headline, but I don't know if that really matters because a lot of the OCs coming up, they get opportunities because of where they came from. So they gotta start from somewhere. I don't really care about that. Like like I said before, before we started, like Patrick Mahomes is is singing, you know, Kingsbury's like he has everything to say good about Kingsbury and about how yeah. he helped him at Texas Tech. So it was like and he's and, been the, um, the, uh, what, the last four Kyle to five last, Yeah, the last four to five Super Bowls. That's been the quarterback that's been playing there. So it's like and he was the quarterback's coach there. Like what the do you only expect? thing the only thing I disagree with him on, and I know I'm not a coach, but he says that Caleb Williams is eerily very similar to Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like that's just gonna hype everybody. Kingsbury up. said that. Yeah, Kingsbury said that, and I don't. You shouldn't say stuff like that. No, don't you should say not. stuff like it that. Creates it creates no, unnecessarily pressure. Yeah. The moment yeah. he doesn't pan out, or if he doesn't pan uh, out, is like. No, that's a that's a that's a draft comparison. That's 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 not. But yeah, like, but you, well, it's, like, it's about who's saying it. His coach is actually saying. He said he said he said, he said he's eerily comparable to him, and when when he coached Mahomes in college. Okay. Yeah. In college. If if a pundit says it is one thing, but that's his coach, bro. You know? Yeah. Mahomes yeah, is 10 nice. in the draft. I don't see it. Caleb going one or two at this point. So, I don't know. I kind of see yeah. it, but I don't know, man. Mahomes is a different animal. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in terms of, like, what he's able to do, you know, naturally, it's like he's playing. Like, he, he also he studies film. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes. He studies film, but he well, also can – what? I just watched – um, I just watched a piece on him, and they said how this dude was a um, three-star athlete. So he was Who, a uh, beast Mahomes? in basketball. You talking about Mahomes? Yes. Was he was he? a beast, yes. I thought he was a baseball. So I thought he got, baseball. He got, exactly. Yeah, baseball. It's baseball. And I said three sports. I said three. Baseball, basketball, and football. This Something about him was, doesn't say basketball. I don't yeah, exactly. Yo. I'm telling you, I'll find a clip. They was they they His had Steph Curry looking at. His pops is a baseball player, so that else. Yeah, Steph Curry looking at it. And they didn't basketball. tell him, and they didn't tell him who he was. And Steph was watching the video. He was like, "Yeah, I think he's oh, he's got a good inside move. Okay, I like how he's, he's switching up his shot. He, he so he incorporates a lot of his basketball movements on the football field because like he was leading he was leading the 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 team in like assist all of that like the no look passes. That's how he gets away with the sidearm. Oh, just like Joe Montana. I mean, that's, I guess, oh, was Joe mm-hmm. basketball? I ain't know. I know Joe Montana, like, you know, he liked to hoop. Uh, I know he, he, he was hooping good enough to be considered a basketball right, yeah. I thought that was Tony <laughs> Romo. Yeah. But, but that's part of, like, that's part of his game. Because he said he would have played, played basketball if he didn't stop growing. He said that. He was like, yeah, I would have I gone, you know, on that course if I didn't stop growing. I think he... He, uh, I think he said he stopped growing in twelfth grade or maybe eleventh grade. No basketball, like, basketball player. He was killing. Yeah, he was killing in high school. Like he was, like he was. I mean, shooting deep threes, like all of that shit. And it's like, oh, it kind. When you see, huh. like, I'm, a, I'm gonna try to find a video that I watched. But when you see it, it makes way more sense why he like reacts the way he does on the football field because he's just like, I'm gonna cross you up, but I'm not dribbling the ball. And then, oh, there's there's my receiver. Bloop. 
and he's just flipping it over to him like it's a basketball. Yeah, find that footage because so, I don't believe it. <laughs> Will do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that him being a, a multi-star athlete makes sense. Basketball wasn't. I would if you said golf or something or tennis, I'd have been like, oh, right. I can see that. Right. Baseball, we get because you know because of his arm mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But like basketball, I mean, I get. Mm-hmm. I guess in terms of like the vision that he displays on the football field, I could see that. Um, and I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the conversation wasn't really about Patrick at this point. I'm just saying Patrick vouched for King, uh, Kingsbury being able to basically not get in the way, like give him a few pointers on how to like uh, uh, attack the field, but also let him naturally see the field too. You know, right. this is also a couple of years ago. So Kingsbury had an opportunity. He was the head coach in Arizona, right? Yep. Four so years. He, he had an opportunity to implement his, you know, his, his, his theory and he, for football. And he, and he and, did, but he was dealing with Kyler Murray. Yeah. And his shenanigans. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler is who he is. So, you know. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, Kyler would always show he up. He runs late for like TV a toddler. Games. And now I can't unsee that. Somebody he said he looks like, like a yeah. toddler running. He would away always from his show every up. Every time late. they did those gridiron uh, joints, he would he'd be talking with a baby voice. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, yeah, every time they did a gridiron joint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I hope that, you know, it it all makes sense, you know, the hiring of the OC and the DC and the head coach, like they all can work in sync and like actually produce some wins here. I want to see points. Like I, my my yes. theory about the Washington yeah. Commanders is always going to be the same thing. If they can't put up more than 21 points a game, they're never going to win games anyway. So if he can't put up, if, he, if the offense can't put up more than 21 points and the defense can't stop people from scoring more than 21, we're going to be the same that, thing next year. He's, he's got that air raid system that a lot of people found to be like, I think Richard Sherman said something like uh, something about playing him in college and he went up to him or maybe it was in the pros, but he went up to Cliff Kingsbury and basically like dapped him up. He goes, yo, this is one of the most, this was one of the most difficult offenses that I've had to play against, man. I gotta, I gotta get up, give it up to you. But man. isn't that so, um, what, what Dan Quinn pretty much said is why he was interested in him is because it was hard to play coach against him. Yeah, and but the only thing I'm worried about is the running game. His his running schemes are very pedestrian, apparently. Well, hey, sir, if you, you cannot not, possibly mm-hmm. get any worse with the running game for us <laughs> than uh, what I it guess. was before. I saw something recently on on Twitter too. We had about, a running back that couldn't run a running game. <laughs> they were talking about Sherman uh, 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 not being a good cornerback. He had his uh, safeties kind of saving him a lot too. So, uh, whatever. You know, I mean, they can say that about anybody in that group, the Legion of Boom, because everybody yeah. was good. So, I mean, Cam, wasn't Cam Chancellor the he was the, the main MVP? Guy. Yeah, he was the main guy. Yeah, whatever. All right, let's move on to uh, with the relationship of Kingsbury, with the relationship that Kingsbury has with uh, Caleb Williams. Should Washington trade up to get number one spot with the Bears? Trey, no. I do not believe that we should uh, reduce the number of picks we have with the team that we put out there last season. Whatever moves we make, it should not result in less picks. So picking. um, That's your theme song. Getting getting the first pick would require us to give up picks. And I think that's a bad move. So, no. That's for you. No comment. Yo, 
John every is time you, a field day. Every time you talk, man, I just have to play it. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. Um, well, John, it's your go. Uh, I agree with Trey. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you should trade up. Yo, why does it look like he's faded away? In why does it look like he ain't memory of himself? <laughs> back to the future. He has to go back to the future to save his family. <laughs> I still remember you. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like when you get dark card as a persona. Oh, <laughs> oh man! At the crossroads, we won't see Trey. Trey's parents need to. Trey's parents need to kiss each other before he disappears. <laughs> oh, like Back to the Future. Hey, his yo. Hand yo, his hand uh. is disappearing. Yo, stop, Marty. Marty yo, Trey, play Marty your McTray. flute. Trey play Johnny. Play Johnny. Be good on the flute. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Start playing. Fuck the police. Love it. Hey, Love yo. it. Remember that artist you were singing. <laughs> Anyway, no, we should not uh, trade up. If anything, we should be trading down to get picks. Although um, there was something that I saw, I think Trey posted it, where um, I forgot what it was. I think it was you trade a second round pick for so Justin basically Fields. Basically give the Bears back their pick that we got from them for sweat. Yeah, you give you trade what? a second round pick for Justin Fields and you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And I'm like, I would do no. it. I no, would do you. it. I, I would. I would. You have a you have a seasoned guy who's played in the league for quite a few years. He's already used to playing on a depleted offensive line. He's gonna be a star here. He's already used. He has an Lower arsenal of expectations. Faster, NFL's faster though. They have an arsenal. He has an arsenal of receivers. He's gonna be uh, comparable to Lamar Jackson. So that's two running quarterbacks, forty-five minutes from each other. Uh, I would do it because you know what you're getting in Justin Fields. You don't know what you're getting in Caleb, Jaden, <clears throat> or Drake. You just have no idea. Drake could be the next Zach. Was it Zach Jones? What the hell's his name? Zach, 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 Zach Wilson, Wilson. Or, or Mac Jones. Or Danny. J- uh, D- Jaden Daniels could be the next RG3. <laughs> That's probably Bo Nix. But anyway, I would I would I would not entertain trading up. <laughs> I would definitely entertain that uh scenario with the Bears. I just don't like Justin here. Personally. Not crazy about Justin Fields yet. Why? I I just don't think that he's. I just I haven't seen him do anything. Yeah, just, nothing spectacular has has come out of yeah. that. Really? He, anytime I've seen him play, it's just like he's barely making things happen, and it's like. Yeah, but you got to consider the, the team Bro, he's, that he's on, man. Yeah, no, he's I get on, you. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. The stat I heard. DJ Stroud went to a is, trash team, and they no, turned no, no, around. No, no, no. This man is on the only franchise that has not had a 4,000 yard passing quarterback since Sid Luckman. Since who? Wow. Exactly. <laughs> Sid Luckman. Sid that's, fucking Luckman. That's uh, what's that the Bears have always been about their defensive running game though. 
Okay. Always. Whatever the case. Wasn't that? Wasn't that? Okay. Wasn't that pre-Super Bowl? When before they won the yeah, Super Bowl? That's before the Super Bowl. Yes. God. That's how long it's been. So that's that's the situation that he's in. He's in that sort of setup where we don't pass here. We know. You so know, you saying that's to his credit? <clears throat> well, that's to I mean, his detriment. That's why it's like th- that. That explains a lot of his statistical setup right now. Like he he. They just don't have the makeup to do this. their they identity. The, well, that is the Bears' identity have never been a big passive running gun type of okay. offense. More defense and then running. So defense again, and running always. Again, he's not that. He's. I mean, he's not that kind of QB. Like that's. I don't a, think he's in the right. The team flashiest either. thing yeah. the Bears had was a kick returner. Yeah, but I. I mean, oh. they, Devin has. He has not had the right coaches around him at all. Right. Since exactly. he's been there, you bring him here with a, a head coach like Dan Quinn and an offensive coordinator like Cliff Kingsbury, who is a quarterback guru. Man, I'm telling you, I think Justin Fields would. Yeah, slay. I'd be interested I to see. I think it'd be interesting to see what he could do. I don't. I just don't know if they make that trade. No, I don't know that they're going to do it. But I'm just saying, I would entertain it okay. if it was brought up. If it was brought up to me, I would say, yeah, I, I'll, yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, let's get everybody's predictions on um, the Super Bowl. Is this Sunday? I believe the game starts at six thirty. Is it on CBS? I I believe yes. so. All right. Um, let's get you guys' predictions on the Super Bowl. Uh, let's start with uh, Jay Hill. Um. Oh man. San Francisco's defense is pretty formidable. But I feel like this Mahomes kid, he's 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 not he's not too bad. <laughs> um, the other stat that I heard, if he wins this, um, he'll be the only NFL player to have in his first seven years won MVP twice and three trophies. Three, like he, nobody in NFL has done it. It's happened in all the other major sports, but nobody in the NFL has done it. So. I think um, I just think he he's gonna outplay San Francisco. Not even Purdy, because as as everybody has been pointing out, Purdy's like the tenth best or eighth best player on the team. Whatever bullshit they want to say, but no, I just think Pat is gonna outplay the whole fucking team. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. uh, John. Yeah, I'm. I just can't count Mahomes out, man. Uh, I think the final score will be the Chiefs 24, the do that. 49ers 20. Wait, you said 24? I think the Chiefs defense is going to step up, but the San Francisco 49ers defense is also pretty damn good, but they're not better. They're not better than the Chiefs. You said 24 what? 24-20. Uh, Jay, you want to give me a score? Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, damn, I'm going to say 35 to uh, 24. Come on, man. You copying. And I ain't even say it yet. Oh. <laughs> that, that's how impressive I am. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a wow. That is a wow. Uh, Trey, go ahead. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I mean, between Mahomes and Andy Reid, 
I don't I don't know why any of us ever picked against them. I shouldn't have picked against them with Baltimore, to be honest. Those guys are good. They're they they get where they're going. They're winning for a reason. And uh, even though I like San Francisco and I think Shanahan's good, I think that Reed and Mahomes are going to outshine Shanahan and Purdy. Give me a score. Uh, and uh, I was going to say 35-25. I'll give San Francisco one more point than Jay Hill did. How do you get 25? Huh. Safety? I'm like, safety and then a field goal? Somebody's going to go for two at some point, man. I mean, hold on. What would that be? Maybe five field goals and then touchdown field goal, maybe? <laughs> That'd be ugly as shit. <laughs> Yeah, hey, that's, like that's that's not cute. Uh, I'm also going to go Kansas City because, uh, like Jay, uh, John said, it's kind of hard to bet against uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, Trey said it too, but it's kind of hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes in the game um, with the weapons that he's been able to, like, utilize. Even, you know, he lost a lot of weapons, but he's been able to, like, make those weapons around him work. And he's been to the Super Bowl with this three out of the last five. Yeah, mm-hmm. So yeah. that that should tell you a lot about and without Tyreek about the pedigree of a player and you know the the makeup of that team and with uh, Kelsey playing healthy, you know it's hard to count them guys like, even against that defense. Uh, I'm gonna say twenty eight fourteen. Mm, man, oh, yeah. I think they hold the ball. I, I think they it. hold the ball, and like they they prohibit them from actually being able to pretty in the office, being able thing, to. Yeah, CMC. You want to yeah. keep. That's the only way to keep CMC off the field. Yeah, you got to hold the ball. So they hold. They the ball. Gotta, They need to run the ball. They don't run the ball. Whew. Yeah, it's gonna and, be a long night. Pacheco has been beasting at that. So. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Yep. Uh, this past weekend we had. Um, I don't know which which um number of Grammys this was. What number was the Grammy for this track? 66. 66. Uh, the 66 annual Grammy Awards. Um, get you guys take on that. Did anybody watch? I didn't watch. Nah, I didn't um, watch. I had, this, I had this stuff on. This your first year being a member and you ain't watched the show, man? I was, I was, I was getting videos from the Grammys from somebody who was there, so I wasn't really... And I was working. I was playing, so... You know. <sighs> You're paying your dues of being a member. So anyway... Um, I paid. Fuck I watched yeah, literal, literally paying dues, but I was talking about figuratively. Oh, yeah. um, so I had the premiere ceremony and the Grammys on like all day. So the Grammys really start at 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific, because that's when the premiere show comes on. And what the average person doesn't know is the real Grammys happen before the show that y'all see. And that's why. Um, during the show, you see that such and such won these awards, such and such won In a previous award. ceremony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this is their fourth Grammy. I remember the, I watching right. the screen like, the show, the show that you watch, one. the show that you watch, they don't even give out 10 Grammys. I think they give out like nine out of oh. the 110 yeah. or 115 yeah. or however many there are. Um, so, um, that that show is mostly about the performances and Hey, wait, the, so the one hundred Grammys, do they actually televise all not oh, televised, yeah. but but do they Bruh, do they no, actually the, the have a ceremony song. for every yeah. single Bruh, Grammy? The primary ceremony yeah. started at three thirty and ended at like seven thirty. 
Yeah. <laughs> they go wow. through the whole thing. They have a house band in there that's playing music the yeah. whole time. They got presenters that they rotate through that present awards. And if you there, you can run down to the front and get you a Grammy yeah. and give you a speech. Killer Mike gave talks up there and all this. How much is yeah. an award? Don't you don't you, you gotta pay don't you gotta pay for the award? Uh like taxes? No, I, I thought you had to pay. I thought it was like three hundred bucks to actually get the award. Like when you win it. But the record oh, labels always know, pay but... for it. Oh, that's interesting. Unless you are not on I, a label. I didn't know that one. That's interesting. That's, that's what I heard. I could be wrong, but that's what I heard. I was like, you, I heard you had to pay for it. Well, when they hand out the one at the grant, I mean, they got the one that they give you to hold in the thing. But, yeah. You know, then your real one comes in the mail later. So I don't know. I yeah, don't because know. you have to go after you win the award <laughs> at the end of the night. You have to go to the engraving section so that they can engrave it for you. And some people take the award home that night and some people have it mailed to them. Because I remember there was someone, I forgot who it was. Oh, they'll do the engraving. Okay. There was somebody who produced an album that won a Grammy and it took like two years for them to get their award in the mail or something like that. And it was well, like... Well, okay. So I, I, another thing is the people who aren't the main person that's there, like the main person that get their thing. Like some people just get like a certificate. Like if you played on the album, participation. Yeah. I mean, you get like a certificate. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, everybody doesn't get the gramophone, but yeah. uh, Yeah. Okay. So there's different levels of, of what people get. Um, so what what did y'all think of, um, the Tracy Chapman performance? Didn't see it yet. I didn't, I haven't watched any performances yet. Oh man. I mean, That was kind of a, it, that kind it, of teared up. It, made it tear really, up. it really sounded like she hasn't aged at all. She also yeah. didn't look like she aged at all. Yeah. The songs yeah. sound exactly the same. Like it's really weird. Like really but the fucking thing, eerie. The, the, the great thing about it is that um, when I heard Luke Combs' uh, version of it, it was exactly the same, nothing different. Right. And there was something that told me that, he didn't want to ruin a very, a very, a very good song. Uh-huh. And when they performed the song together at the Grammys, you could see that he was trying to make. He it was, yo, all he was about her. Every lyric, yeah, he was yeah, every he, lyric. He was yeah, trying to part. make it all about her. He kept looking over at her, making sure she was okay. He didn't even do a harmony. He, he no. actually sang the same note. He didn't have his guitar. He, he was like that night. That performance was all about Tracy. I mean, that's the first time she's performed in forty years. Yeah, the first time she's performed in yeah, forty that's years. Crazy. And that so she, he made it. He made it all about her. And then, of course, when they ended the song, like he bowed down to her and yeah. held her hand. I just thought that was a really, really awesome moment um, yeah. for her. And that was really. I, saw, really big I need to go rewatch that. that part. I may have been, yeah. you know, because I had the thing on all day. Right, I'm in and out and all that kind of stuff. So I may have missed that. Oh, go watch it, man. Saw, that, yeah, it made it me nice. tear up a it little bit. It was real nice. It was real nice. I saw yeah. somebody post afterwards. Next year, you know, that means uh, nice and smooth and Tracy going to be on stage. <laughs> oh, wow. Sometimes <laughs> I rap slow, sometimes I rap quick. Sometimes I rap quick. Somebody said Beyonce looked like Dale Demidome from Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> What? Put the cowboy hat on. 
You know oh, who Dale Demidone she, is? She was trying to stay low-key as a mug. Hold she on. was hiding in that junk. I'm going to show you a picture of Dale Demidone. <laughs> yeah, when, when Fantasia did um, uh, Proud Mary, and she was she walked out in the audience like trying to get people to dance. Like Beyonce was like, you better not come over here. You better Beyonce not come over here. Beyonce was playing very low-key at the Grammys, for that, Jay. The rehearsal for her doing that was crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, um. I, I saw I, I Joni mean, Mitchell. I checked. I, definitely got to see that. She got yeah. She got a um. She got a Grammy. What do you think about Jay Z speech? It was needed. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was necessary too. Like I, I did watch that, yeah. and I usually go back and watch all the performances the day after um the Grammy. So I can just watch and kind of. I, in, I think it. he. I think he kept it. Um, uh, what to say? He, he it was taste. It, it was tasteful, or at least uh, respectful, the way he had he made his comments. So I, I don't think he he went too hard. I think it was cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, shout out to uh, I know Dave Chappelle won comedy album of the year again, which makes oh, his wow. Grammy count five. He's <laughs> all right, man. So I guess congratulations to him and his team. Is David E got yet? Nah, he, 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 yeah, no he doesn't have a Tony. He, he doesn't Tony. have a Tony. Yeah. Um, I just posted the photo in the Zoom Zoom oh, let me see. chat. <laughs> uh, and shout out to Carla Sims because I think I believe she was one of the producers of that last special. So that makes her her Grammy count five too. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey, that's oh, funny, yo. Wow. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else? What else happened that night? Um, I, who, I won, uh, who won album of the year? Was it Taylor? Uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, okay. Uh, Miley Cyrus won uh, record of the year. I saw her, I saw a piece of her performance when she acted. She's like, y'all going to get know this song or something like that. I saw that. She made a comment yeah. mid-song. I was like. Billie Eilish. It was all three white girls, man. Blonde hair, blonde hair, white Yo, girls. Yo, Billie can sing, though, man. I, I do like they, Billie. They called her like Billie, Billie J. Blige. Oh wow! She was dressed. They called her what? You said they called her what? Billy J. Blige. Billy J. Blige. She looked like Mary J. Blige. Did she? Damn. Oh, I got. I got to. I got to find that. That's hilarious. Billy, nice man. Billy, nice. Yo, she can sing. She can sing. I can see why a lot of kids fuck with her, man. Yeah, I saw her. Um, I saw a video of her like doing the song in the studio, and she was explaining. Why oh, she wow. used the voice she used? Uh, like she was like juicy for this raspy voice. I, I saw it. Wait, I, wait, I it. ain't see it. Hold up. Where you put it at? Wow. <clears throat> I haven't posted it yet. Hold up. Oh. That's she funny. had the she had the head scarf on and yep. everything. Yep. Hold yeah, on, they, I mean, I think in, in terms of like how Billy approaches vocals too, that's pretty she's pretty impressive, man. Yeah. But uh-huh. she's also she's also like uh she's liked by a lot of men for some other features too, apparently. I mean, yeah, I saw I saw a picture. I saw a <laughs> yeah. picture too, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. You didn't see that in the video I watched. She was she had on a hoodie, so I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I saw yeah, she, tries, she intentionally dresses like that. Yeah, she tries to cover I mean, herself up. Yeah. I get it, man. Like you don't want people because she's only what she ain't. She's, she's twenty two. But when she came out, she was when she came when she first came out. She, she was, was like eighteen. Like okay. Yeah, yeah. People like okay. I don't think that. she was seventeen. Yeah. But okay, she was. That's the in my lifetime, man, right there. MJ right, right there. <laughs> yo, Trey, oh, you all right, man? Cry. Trey huh? stuck, yo. Yeah, look at <laughs> Trey stuck in the metaverse. <laughs> yo. Man. It also looks like Mr. Potato Head. That's the other thing. <laughs> hey, That's yo. the other thing. Too. Hey, yo. 
<laughs> this is the potato tray. Potato tray. <laughs> hey, move it on. All right. Any other comments about the Grammys? Trey, um, why you ain't, why you ain't go out there this year, Trey? COVID over with. I ain't go. Yeah, when was the last time you've been there, Trey? I went to the 60th in New York. Oh, okay. That wasn't that long ago. That was that we was went, which one that was during to? COVID. We right? went to the one we, we, we out in LA. 2018. Oh, uh, that was 09, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Damn. So that is wild. Uh the 60th in New York. I'm that was not 2018? In New York. Madison Square Garden is too small, man. Yeah, it's, everything's tight and packed yeah. and in there, and and then Manhattan is crazy, bro. Like in LA, it's laid back and cool. You just walk up, whatever. Man, in Manhattan, where was, it, was it in LA? The Kodak Theater? No, in LA, the Grammys are always at the what used to be the Staples Center, now the Crypto.com. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was at the Kodak. I and, the, it was the Kodak and the premiere is at the LA Convention Center, that's right next door, oh. across the street, whatever okay. you want to call. It. Um, and uh, in New York. The pretel room was nice because there's that theater on the top of Madison Square Garden. Right. That they have that in. That was cool. But man, what, moving around out there, there were so many police checkpoints and them, them big police uh, uh, strategic wagon. You know them big old things they have. Some big wagons the police have. I mean, it was the paddy it wagons. Like a, it, it was bigger yeah, than the paddy wagons. Like a, it was the command yeah. center looking joints. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. them joints. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it was like dogs. Ever. It was like military. It was militarized. I mean, the train station was crazy. It was New York was was a little bit much for the Grammys. It was yeah. A little they bit much. they also said the it was really really cold, and a lot of the artists didn't wasn't fucking with that. Yeah, it would be. It was <laughs> cold. February, yeah, it was cold. Yeah, for sure. That's like having a Super Bowl. Me, me, uh, stadium. Me and my yeah, father went. Don't never do that shit again. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and my dad went um to that one. So yeah. It was all right. It was cold. All right. Um, okay. Well, congratulations to all the people who won um, mm-hmm. that night. Uh, all the, and all all the people artists. that was nominated too. And all the people nominated and the people <laughs> who didn't get nominated, you know, try again next year, man. You know, it's it is. It's an award. Like, you know, if you're in this game for the awards and the accolades, you won't be in it long. But if you're in it for the art, then you'll hopefully you'll be uh recognized for your art at a at a um uh organization like the Grammys. So, you know. Shout out to all the people who won. Let's move on. Uh, more music. Uh, let's talk about Dilla since it's Dilla's birthday. And, you know, we always, this this podcast has always made a special place for Dilla, especially during the month of February. Um, but we wanted to talk more about, like, Dilla's impact. And, you know, so the question of the day is, why it's difficult to explain Dilla's impact to someone who's just hearing about him? Uh, John, since you are the fourth race expert on Dilla? Um, well, I've, I've, I've had the, the experience of trying to explain Dilla to someone who doesn't understand and it hasn't really worked out. And I think it's because um, Dilla's mentality of creating music goes above and beyond what a lot of other producers do. Uh, this is no slight to guys like DJ Premier and uh, Diamond D, who are legends, and uh, to me, they're music hall of fame producers. Uh, 
but it's it's really just about the feel that Dilla has when he makes his beats. There's the whole there's a whole sentiment about him not quantizing his drums uh, to the grid, and that things are slightly off. And when asked about it, he says, "Well, a normal drummer doesn't play uh, on the grid, so why should my drums be on the grid?" And when you start getting into sort of the minuscule details of his production, I think it just goes over a lot of people's heads and they just don't quite understand it. So I've found that the way, the way that I like to start is I like to talk about how the samples that he finds are incredibly rare records that you can't even find on YouTube. And he go, he would search like the, the the corners and the ends of the earth to find these super rare records and sample them so that, you know, he just <laughs> just has like a fucking ear. Um, and to have an ear like he did and to manip manipulate the samples is something a lot of producers can't do. You know, like Diddy can't do what, what Dylan could do with a sample. All right. Maybe DJ Premier, but for the most part... It's just like it's just his ear and his feel for the for the music. So I think that's why it's hard to explain it to someone. You know, and I, I, I yeah, I agree with that totally. And I think in terms of like the love that you have to have for music to to spend that much time digging, you know, like people don't have that type of that type of attention span no more. So like Man, you say no he spent hours upon hours let's just listening to records as Trey fades into the background. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when you say that, it's like I don't have that type of time. Like everybody wants these instant hits and it's like to to actually make it make sense. Like if he spent a, a insurmountable amount of time just listening to records. Like just to find that one break. Like it's like yeah. who's doing that now? You know what I'm saying? Like these kids ain't doing they got soundtrack, they got band lab, they ain't gotta look they ain't yeah. gotta look for no loops. The programs came, the programs come pre-looped. <laughs> so it's like I can't, I don't have that type of time. Like it's like, you know, TikTok, you got and you 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 gotta think about the time too. Like at that time when Dylan was doing all stuff, there was no social media. So like right. you didn't have the, no YouTube. Yeah, you didn't have anything that you could like be distracted like that. So when you're explaining like when you anytime you're explaining the time that's pre social media or pre like the internet, it doesn't make sense to people. Like it doesn't make right. sense. This, this generation doesn't get it. Like y'all were around before YouTube. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. Like you had to actually go to a store and like pick records. Like there's no way, you know. Like, and I, I think it, I think difficult is the is. No, the, you could order them out of the um out of the um the the, the Columbia House catalog, bro. I mean, sure. Not without your parents' <laughs> car information. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I think you have a penny. <laughs> right, right. I, yo, right. I remember that. You can get 10 records for a penny. <laughs> but, hey, you better cancel the ones you don't want, though, because them jokes will cause a lot of money. Yeah. I, I think the word difficult may not be the right word, though. I think challenging might be the right word because you can you can effectively tell people or, like, especially young people, like, why the impact was so important. And then if they're open enough to listen to it, they'll get it. Especially when you start to play stuff for them and then you play the original source of where he got the stuff right. from. So you have yeah. to, you have to have a, a willingness to actually educate as well. 
Like if you have the willingness to educate and to take time to educate, then and you have the willingness on two parts to educate and the people who have the willingness to learn, then you, they, they'll start to see why this, this love affair with Dilla's production style and what he did, you know, why, why it makes sense to people, you know, even, you know, 20 years after his death. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll say it depends on the audience you're talking to, right? If you're talking to, I guess if I say old heads, you're probably people would think we're talking about people our age, but I'm talking about our old heads. Like if you're talking to like, um, you know, baby boomer, like older people, their perception may be, you know, well, this is sampled. They're not playing the music. You know, they, they don't, they have a certain opinion of hip hop. So they, it's going to be hard to explain to them the musicianship that went into sampling because that sounds like that right. sounds like an oxymoron to them. Musicianship is sampling. Sampling automatically sounds like an oxymoron until you kind of I'm not spend a musician. I make music. <laughs> until you spend time. <laughs> thank, thank you, John Lane. That shit was oh, so dope. Y'all yeah, didn't see the clip. That shit was so, yeah, that shit was so Y'all got to see the clip. I never said that. Uh, I never said I was a musician. I make music. Wow. I make music. So I never said I was a musician. Ma- nope, nope. No, 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 baby. No, baby. But no, I make but music. no, I'm not a magician. That was the first part. Yeah. What? A magician? Anyway, go ahead, Trey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, but like, you know, they, that, that's an oxymoron to them, you know, actually, uh, musicianship and sampling. But the way, the, the segue into my next point, the, which has already been said by, I think both John and Dennis is the way that Dilla sampled was with musicianship. I mean, it was actually musically how musical, how he sampled. So as a person, I'll just say from my perspective, as a person who was kind of stuck in between, because I grew up on hip hop because I'm same age as you guys. I grew up on rap. My friends listened to it. I listened to it. But I still had folks in my ear talking about real music and all this. And I'm a musician who played an instrument. So I was kind of like, you know, rap is cool. It's something I like. It's all this, but it's not like the real music that, and then, you know, so when I get older uh, and, and I'm, and I'm continuing my pursuit of studying music and I'm listening or checking out somebody like Dilla and I'm seeing what he's doing to manipulate samples uh, or seeing how he's placing his drums and how his drums are played and all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of like, wait, he took someone else's record and treated it like it was an instrument yeah. and played it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what made him do that? Like the, like the, ch- the way the samples are chopped into individual. I mean, he, he turned, I mean, he took sampling and made convince at least convinced me is like, wow, that, that's an instrument. He's actually like, yeah. kind of like playing something, you yeah. know? And so my next point is that, um, and I think it will also touch on what John said, um, my next point is that if you're trying to explain now, now I'm not talking about the old heads. I'm necessarily just talking about regular people who maybe aren't musicians or maybe are younger or whatever. Dilla's sound is the way to, to average ears. It'll be, well, that's just how music is supposed to sound. So it's easy to take for granted. It sounds like a dude playing drums. And I mean, it sounds like music. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, <sighs> You know how house music sounds like a computer, you know, in, in most cases. Yeah. Dilla's music actually sounds like somebody playing the drums or whatever. So if you listen to it without thinking or without being conscious, which most people listen to music is kind of like just an ambiance thing, it sounds like somebody playing the drums. So it's nothing to, 
if if you if you look at it from that perspective, it's not going to get you that excited because it's like, oh yeah, this is how music's supposed to sound. No, wait, it wait, sounds wait. good. I, I do have to I do have to jump in there and say something because I remember listening to music pre Dilla, and I remember the first time I heard Dilla's drums, and it wasn't like, oh, this is just regular drums. It was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it was like, yeah, but you are you. That's not that's I mean, not a fair comparison to a a, a random person about me, just listening me being to music. Me at like regular like twenty. Oh, like 18. Yeah, but you're still, but yeah, but you're you still were a musician, musician then, bro. You're, 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 oh, yeah, that's you're, I'm sorry, you're, you're not a musician. You make music. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> make music then. <laughs> right, it's definitely, you You were at the, at the you know, ground level of becoming a music snob. So, right. You, yeah, uh, yeah. As, as one of my, one of my, one of my good friends, he refers to himself as this, so this isn't an insult. He's a commercial ass nigga. So he asked me all of the music musical questions, like why did so-and-so do this? Or why did so-and-so produce it this way? Or why did so-and-so collaborate with this person? He has no real like level defining but that's most part people. Of level of, exactly. That is the so vast majority of the people. Drum, that's why the drums sound normal. I'm not counting like I'm not. But, but that's I'm actually, and that's, for, but that's actually a compliment <clears throat> to, yeah, to okay. uh, Dilla, right? So, so I mean, I'll parallel it to a topic we're going into after this. Like, look at Apple, right? The iPad was like Steve Jobs' goal with technology and with the iPad, with any technology, was to make the technology invisible and make the people link directly with their content, right? So they had something that happened where they actually had iPads in some kind of third world country. And they said the kids were able to pick the iPads up and just start using them. They had never seen a computer before. They had never seen anything, yep. right? Into they immediately just started using the iPad. <laughs> and like Steve Jobs is like, this is like the day of best day of his life because this is his goal for people to be able to just intuitively use this device and interact with the content. And the device itself is not in the way. Like with computers, you have to be trained to learn how to use a computer first. How does the keyboard mm. work? How do you type? How do you use a mouse? But you know, that kind of thing. So just to take that back to the conversation we're in, Dilla's drums sounding just like music is supposed to sound is an ultimate compliment, I think, to his his drums or, you know, drums or, or instruments in general. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. To, when an average person is like, yeah, that sounds like, you know. Yeah, I think his, um, I think as far as the explanation part, there's a lot of people unless you step outside of your circle. There's a lot of people that just don't listen to hip hop, like to the, to the level mm -hmm. that we yeah. do. So that's the first, that's yeah. the first point. So that goes back to what Trey was talking about as far as the audience is concerned. Um, the second part, which is kind of in conjunction with that, the more palatable versions of Dilla were pretty much the Erica Badu, Mm -hmm. Like that's the one and the Janet Jackson, like that's really, I mean, yes, the names associated with those are in the same field, but still on completely different spectrums. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, that's the, I don't want to call it softer because like you could almost say Farside had some stuff that was like, wow, this could have been a Janet record. This could have been an Erica. That's the, that's the thing yeah. that I, that's the thing that I never really um understood or not understood i couldn't i just couldn't wrap my head around like how you know when a producer makes a beat um 
because we know like back in the 90s when you saw the fusion of hip-hop and R&B and it was like, who could you see on this record? Oh, this is definitely a hip-hop record. Oh, this is definitely an R&B record. And it was starting to kind of merge and, and like you really couldn't distinguish like, is this really an R&B track or is this really a hip-hop track? That has his been stuff, completely eliminated. His, right. <laughs> but his, stu his stuff to me was like the precursor of that. Like a, a lot of his records were like so so like could go either way is basically what I'm trying to say. Like they could literally be They're versatile. A Janet. Yeah. They could literally be a Janet record or a, a, a locks record. You know what I mean? Like what? Oh, shit. what is going on here? You know, like that's MOP. Oh, okay. And, 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 and you know, got Janet on the hook. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, it's just, it was just so, it was just so weird to, to like in my, like I said, in my mind, it was weird to hear that. Like, yo, this isn't like, cause you know, we had like the Teddy Riley who was doing like the, the, the new Jack swing, which was the borderline of hip hop. But it was like, yeah, this is still kind of kid and playish. This mm. dude is doing <laughs> some like, it was very kid and play. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. Like that's grimy, but somebody's singing on it. Yeah. That's like really not clean. Like how do you market this shit? And you really don't, which is why, which is why he stayed, which is why he stayed at the level he was. He didn't care about that. So you yeah. know, I'm gonna make it. Yo, if you want it, you can have it. If you want it, you can have it. Okay, that's two different people, though. Yeah, Man, don't matter. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, back to the drums thing. I think so. One of the thing, the aha, aha moments for me was like, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, soul records that are sampled in hip-hop right and you have some samples that are just the drums that are just a drum loop right and you just break have you just have right you just have a loop and you just do whatever you do on top of that right the loop is the foundation boom and i'm listening to something that dilla did and it's like when when i discovered that this is actually chopped and played i'm like wait wait what <laughs> because like the loop sounds of course it's gonna sound like a drummer playing because it like literally is a recording of a drummer playing just looped but this is actually someone punching this on the mpc yeah. and it still sounds as you know it sounds uh, as natural as, as, a regular as, drummer. as the loop yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, then, and then like the even, but he didn't even, just loop that <laughs> he actually <laughs> even to 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 just give you your flowers, John. Like I, I knew about Dilla, but I was not obviously as well versed as you were. And my interpretation of live is always you're gonna embellish because you have an instrument in front of you. You're not yeah. gonna play it like the record, no matter what the song is. Right. So me not knowing what you're embellishing and what you're not was really like kind of like a, a learning moment for me working with you. And it, then like when we do it, when, when we did it, all the, the Dilla, DC Love Dilla events, and I go back and listen to his stuff and I'm like, this motherfucker didn't change shit. He actually played it like that. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dilla actually, actually <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. So yeah, John, as a drummer, <laughs> it has to be cool. As a drummer, it has to be cool to play Dilla stuff because you literally like play. I mean, it, it feels like you're playing from a, off a drummer. Well, no, but, he, it's hard, he, but it's hard it, as shit too. It's difficult because, I mean, there's a there's Dennis is talking about this. There's a T-shirt 
with a narrative that says, you know, Dilla changed my life. And then there's another one that says Dilla changed my drums. And Dilla literally changed how I played because I began to realize that there were things that he would accent. There were several things that he would do with the drums. Um, This is a story that Questlove told. He said the first time he heard the far sides running, he heard Uh them do it live. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he had to, uh, Questlove opened the show. And then when the far side came on, he had to leave to catch a flight to go somewhere. And as they got on stage, the first song they did was Running. This was before Running came out. And he's in the van getting ready to leave. And he said, as the track is going, he's like, something is off. Like something's something's not right. Right. He's like, something's not right. And, and, uh, Amir or Questlove said, told the driver to stop. And he went back inside and he realized that from the outside, you know how you can only hear certain frequencies the slap yep. back when you're outside. Yep. <laughs> he could only hear the 808 or the kick drum. And he said, normally when you listen to a hip hop beat, you hear a kick drum pattern and then it repeats four yep. bars, eight yep. bars, whatever yep. on running. The kick drum never repeats. Like, how the fuck do you play that? And he's like, he and he was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then it wasn't until he later found out uh, from Slim Kid Trey, he was like, yeah, Dilla made the beat, but he played the bass drum all the way through. He never looped it. He just let the song play why and he played the bass that? drum. Like, why, why would, would you do that? that? <laughs> and it was because wow. Dilla wow. felt wow. like this that it needed to sound <clears throat> natural. He was all about recreating that natural feel of drums, which is when people it's quantize like shit, it's not yeah. natural to it's not and natural it's like, to him. And it's like when but when you think about it from an efficiency sta- standpoint, you know how much time you could have saved if you <laughs> Yeah, but he okay. didn't give a shit about time. Not That's the thing. All. He did not, not give a shit all. about time. Literally, he didn't Jay Dilla was the Steve Jobs of hip hop. He he there's a there's a, a song by a Brazilian artist named Egberto uh Gismonti, and he has a track that's fifteen minutes long. You know this nigga Dilla yeah, sampled. Man. He he would spend yeah. his Sundays. Dilla would spend his Sundays not doing any music. All he would do is listen to music and clean his house. And he said he listened to that entire song, all fifteen minutes, mm. and he sampled the last two minutes yeah. of that song. That's just dumb. Like mother other other motherfuckers would find if they can't find anything in the first thirty seconds, it's off to the next track. Yeah, they needle jumping, or they skip. Yeah, they needle yeah. jump. But Dilla was like, he was so meticulous about how he wanted, because he was like, you can find anything in any song, no matter how wack it is. You can find something. And that's what, that's what, the way that's what makes me appreciate Timbaland. Like, you just making sounds out yeah. of fucking plastic bottles and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a very innovative way to, to produce. But the way that he changed the way that I play drums was there are, like, if you listen to Jealousy, there's a part in a verse where the the kick drum follows the pattern of whoever's rapping and it only happens during that one time and when i heard that when i heard that i was like yo i never thought about playing it like that and once i started touring with amir with odyssey i was like i'm gonna start doing that and the whole thing started to turn into this thing where dennis and i just start picking up these rhythms 
Mm-hmm. That when, when Amir's rapping, we pick up certain rhythms and that became a thing with us. And people, every time we get off the stage, like, man, you guys are the tightest ba- uh, uh, bass and drum do I've ever heard. And it's like, that's what, that's the thing that. <laughs> Man, you look like a ghost. Stop. <laughs> exactly. Go to the Go get Whoopi Goldberg, nigga. Go get Whoopi Goldberg. No. <laughs> no. Um, no, but that was the, from the past. <laughs> <laughs> Have your conscience. <laughs> <laughs> On the bat. <laughs> uh, but that was that was just like a little bit of of how he changed. He also changed like how I tune my drums too when I'm doing certain hip hop tunes. Like I, I like to use two snare drums now, depending on you know the the budget of the tour. But I like having a deep snare for for uh, the break beats and a high snare for the Jay Dilla snare hits. You know what I'm saying? Like there's. There's just different ways that you can pitch and tune the drums. That's why Chris Dave is Chris Dave. Like Chris Dave changed his sound because of Dilla. Chris Dave used to have a a massive drum set when he toured with Mint Condition. And once he stopped touring with Mint Condition and he stopped doing the jazz stuff with Kenny Garrett and Robert Glasper, he was like, Wait, wait, he did a lot of the Dilla stuff with Glasper too, though. I they, know, but they, that was they, later. They together, yeah. That was that was later, and he was like, "I'm all about the sounds now," because Dilla literally taught him about how to manipulate sounds with the stuff that you have. That's why he's got bongos on the bass drum. Mm-hmm. He says he hates toms now. He only uses like deep snare drums. What's that got, snare like, he chimes. does? What's that snare he does that sounds like it's got a tambourine on it or something? Like his snare jingles. It, it has, it has, um, it, it has like these. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it, it's literally like a, a a a bunch of jingles that are made out of a certain material, like uh, uh, almost like shark's teeth or something. Oh wow! But it's just like a bunch of jingles, and sometimes he has it sitting on the 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 drum. Sometimes half of it is on the drum. Sometimes it's taped to the bottom of the snare drum mm. because he just wants that jingle sound. It's yeah, just, it's, it it sounds like it's like nice when I first time I heard it, it sounds like he's playing a tambourine and a snare at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it's it's all about it's all about sounds. Like even with JD Beck, it's all about sounds. JD Beck plays on a tiny ass kit, but the sounds that he gets out of it, man, that's that's how that's how Dilla changed a lot of people's perspective on music. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's a that's a good that's a good one. Let's, let's move into the next question. Uh, who is the artist you'd like to see Dilla collaborate with today? John Lane. Oh shit! I wish. Cause that would make John's day. I'd love to see that. Oh shit! I could die. <laughs> I, could, I could die peacefully, bro. <laughs> uh, I was I was yeah. saying it today, man. I was I was I posted a video on my Instagram of Dilla and Soundcheck. I would pay top dollar. I would pay a price of a Beyonce ticket to just be in soundcheck with Jay Dilla. Wow. Because the shit that would be coming out of his NPC is stuff that no one will have ever heard. It's either that or to be in the basement just in his studio with him. That's that's all that's all I need. But uh an artist for me, there's a lot. But I'll I'll say uh 
Michael Jackson. Mm. What do you think Jay Dilla and Quincy Jones would end up like if if, if Jay Dilla worked under Quincy? You know, because because you know Quincy would bring in other produce like he'd bring in uh, other people under him to do stuff. I don't think he. I don't know that that would work. Because I think Quincy's heard of Dilla, like he has an appreciation of him, but they're they're both the same person. They're just very meticulous about how they do their own thing. And I don't know. I don't know if that would work. Mm. I don't think it would. Yeah. I don't know if that would work. I'm trying to think about an artist that I would, well, I would love to see artist. like get a, a Dilla beat from Dilla, like a new a, like a new unheard Dilla B from Dilla, fresh out the out the batch. Uh, I got two. Which you, wait, I'm thinking still fairly I, similar. I won't say Alex Isley. I think she'd be dope over Dilla. Jones. Oh yes, sure. I just want to hear what Chris Brown would do or Usher. Ooh yeah, Usher for yeah. sure. Chris Usher, Chris. Usher, Usher first and foremost. But I feel like Chris Brown is a little more in tune with the hip hop element than Usher is. So I just feel yeah. like he would put a way different spin on it. Like, like we've heard so many similar, if not like Dilla, Dilla beats with like music on it, music soul child. Right. Yeah. So he, thank you for clarifying. Cause I was like, right. what they all know? he's <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, the, he's like the, he, he's like, you know, more in line with the Chris Brown in that aspect, whereas Usher is pretty similar. Is sing the shit, yeah, yeah. So I feel like Usher would would have a whole different flip to it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what about rappers? Rappers. Drake. Uh, Drake. 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 Jay Z. I like to get Kendrick on one. Jay Z was, was supposed to, to work Kendrick. with Dilla. I was about to say Kendrick. Kendrick would kill a Dilla beat, yeah. Oh, yeah, for I sure. feel like Jay Z would too. I feel like yeah, Jay-Z I feel like Jay Z would. Jay Z was supposed to work with Dilla. Hey, yeah. what do y'all think about Biggie and Dilla? Well, he has a joint. He he did a Does he, he did a yeah he did a um it's not an official joint but it's like he took a a Biggie acapella and put a beat on it. Yeah, I gotta oh. find it. I gotta find that joint. But yeah, he yeah, uh, Biggie, Biggie would have yeah Biggie would have murdered some shit too. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Who else would be a dope collaboration with Dilla? Um, I mean, because you got to think about like technology. Like if Dilla was still alive now, like how more advanced his sound would be. You know? Yeah. Something uh, tells me. Obviously, you you can you can refute it, John. Something tells me it would. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. I be, think he would I mean, be trying to it, stick to like he would be trying to go away from that. And, and I think he same, would be trying to go the other direction. I found he would it. Get, he would get, um, I don't want to say overlooked or left behind, but he would get, he would get a, a, um, a stigma of, like a stigma of, why would you, yo, we can't wait on this track. We need this track now. Oh, check it out. Oh, yeah. Diamonds on my neck, chrome drop top, chilling yeah. on the seat, Could you imagine a whole album of Biggie and Dilla? This sounds very, very big. Like, does it? Like, I feel, I feel like, I feel this like the very ready to this, die. 
sounds very Does ready it? to die. I don't yeah, feel like that. Me. I don't. I don't feel that way either. I feel like um, ready. They ready to die. Feels beat, like it was a lot darker to me. I was gonna say this beat sounds very clean. That beat sounds dark. That don't sound it's, dark. It's man. it's 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 it it's, it's clean chords. though. It's the. You yeah, know what it, it is, just man? sounds jovial, nigga. It don't sound dark. It don't sound jovial. I think Sky it's the, the drums. sound like a dark song to me. Even though it's like it's it's. You know. This sounds very bright. This this oh, sounds no, like nigga. Sky's I'm not talking about the right. voice. I'm not talking about the, the the sound. I'm talking about like the, no no the, no. This joint sounds like Sky's the Limit. It, this would work well with Biggie and like One Twelve or Faith Evans on it. I feel like this song Actually, needs a need. Yeah, this this one needs like a a singing voice on it because the drums are mad oh, clean. This Biggie is used to like primo drums. He's used to um uh what's my man's name that that did all his production? Biggie. Um, D. Thank you. Like yeah. the drums that D. Dot and Premier had, it's very New York. Yes, it's very New York. This Agreed. the drums on here are just a little too clean. You know what that sounds like? You know what that sounds like, John? It sounds it sounds like uh. Tupac, um, shit, what song? Um, um, damn, damn, America, not America, America Most Wanted? Is no, that that's it? Ice Cube. No, 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 two of America, ain't nothing but a gangster party. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, bumped, bumped, yeah. Bumped, bumped. yeah, that's what it feels like. Okay, yeah, I hear that. Which is dark to me. That's why I'm like, how can y'all say But that's West Coast. Jovial. That's 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 Biggie's that Biggie not song. West. Biggie's not no, no, West Coast. He's not, but I'm saying the track you just played gives me that vibe. Okay, that's what I, I'm see Dilla, I see what you're saying. The Dilla track gives me that vibe. I like, see what you're saying. Tupac would have killed on that track. If you if, if there's a Tupac Dilla mix, that would really fit. Well, there a is of, a there is a Tupac song that that bit a Dilla beat. Like they stole a Dilla beat. Uh, I can't think of the name. I gotta wow. find it. But someone, someone stole a beat from him, and it it was like a it was like a hit. Um, and Dilla sued. I don't know if he won. I don't know if he won or not. But uh, that's when he started putting his name all over the beats. So I'm oh. going with steal with shit. Yeah. All right. I like it. I mean, uh, it, it's a host of artists and, and you know collaborations that Dilla could have did. What? had he still been alive, but we like to celebrate his life, you know, and his work, you know, and, you know, his influence. What about Ski Johnson? Actually, I was going to say Micah. Yeah. Would that be instrumental? <laughs> if he did Ski Johnson, would that be instrumental? Mm. Not if he did slapping that thing No, too. it would be instrumental for Dilla, not for any, not right, for Ski. Right, that's what I'm saying, because Ski's not playing though. Right. Oh, so wow. It'd just be, it'd just be, oh, it'd yeah, just it would be, be an instrumental. Yeah. It'd just Damn. be a blank track, oh. right? All right, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Golly. Okay. it's almost bedtime. Ski come in the studio with a saxophone ski? with no neck on it. <laughs> Shit, no neck, no read. All right, let's Nothing. move on uh, to uh, Trey's tech talk. Titties. Or Trey's titties. <laughs> I do not condone that title. Trey anyway. talks about his AVP. Go ahead, Trey. Sounds like an SD. Oh wow! Oh wow! Sexy what? sax man. Yeah, it's the intro. Yeah. Wham. Make it big. What? <laughs> That's the name of the album that that song is. It is. On. Anyway. It is. Um, so, uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of inclined for you guys to ask questions for yeah. kind of like so that folks that aren't necessarily 
Um, I'm not trying to say you guys don't know tech. You guys do tech stuff too. But I mean, like, are not. I got as, a question. Why does the AVP make you into... talk slow? <laughs> <laughs> that's not that. That's called being tired. Okay. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, Apple Vision Pro is uh, what Apple's calling a mixed reality headset. Um, on the surface, people will call it a virtual reality headset. However, it has elements of augmented reality in it where it overlays um, your computing environment. Should people be using it while they drive? No. What? Okay. No, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, there's a video of a guy driving. He's not even driving. He's well, in a self-driving You know, people Tesla. do things for clicks now, bro. And he's got, an people... a, he's, got, he's got the AVPs on and he gets pulled over. People Man. do things for clicks now. Speaking of that, I'm oh, going to do a social sense. media video playing the flute with it on. You know, so I mean, you know, <laughs> people, we do sense. stuff for clicks now. Um, but but anyway, um, no, because the environment that you see is through is still through a camera. It's not like just looking through a pane of glass. You're looking through a camera. But you can, so but you can still see. It, it would be yes, but it would be like if you were looking through the lens of a camcorder. What if it glitched? What if it froze? What if it yeah. you know? <laughs> Anything is a computer. Look at the camera, bro. In your own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you said, "What if it? What if? What if it glitches?" But that doesn't mean that you can't necessarily see through that, right? Like you can. No, still you see. can't see anything. You, you are only looking it, through cameras. It blocks your view. Oh, it's straight up gotcha. cameras. If it's gotcha. off, it's, it's pitch black. Like, like yeah, words, it's, that's, that's the that's thing. The it is not glasses. Yes. Okay. So that's why people shouldn't be driving with it on. It is not for that. It is for using your stationary environment and interacting with it. You can walk around your house because odds are you're going to be safe doing that. But not but, down, the, down the street. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. But you know some people going to do that. I wouldn't well, be. Oh, yeah. Some people are already street. Somebody snatch that thing off your head and run. Oh, yeah, it's done. Yeah, you done. Yeah, yeah nah, that's not, that's not the play. Uh, but where we're from and where some other people are from, the, they might have a different perspective on that. <laughs> we 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 don't do things like that. So don't go but out anyway, in public with it, basically. Yeah, I mean, I would get, I, I, mean, I would, I would use it on an airplane. Once right. I was on like, the plane, I would not use it in the airport, but I would use it on the plane. Like I would not be trying to advertise to the public that I have it. The people that sit next to me on the plane, they'd probably see it, but I'd put it back away. And like you, you saw know, the video like of the that. dude wearing a courtside at the game. Yeah, man, I've seen people doing yeah. all kind of stuff. There was a dude skateboarding down the street in New York City and yeah. going around uh, in Krispy Kreme donuts doing the dinosaur, the 3D dinosaur thing, having the dinosaur attack him while he was in the Krispy Kreme. That's it was wild, just man. So, so here's another yeah. question for you. Would you what what would you say is the best feature? Because you've had it for a couple of days now. What's the best feature of, of the ADP? That, that, that's a hard question, Dennis. Um, sure. because there's a lot of good things. Um, but the, the one that, uh, is the most compelling to me right now is the environments that you can go in when you fully immerse yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, like it actually feels you, you feel different. Like you're in a different place, like the outside environments, whatever. It's like being can... in the sphere in Las Vegas. <laughs> I can imagine. I ain't never been in that sphere, okay. but. <laughs> That sphere is much more expensive. As expensive as Apple Vision Pro is, that sphere is way, woo. Oh, yeah. That thing costs some money. But, right. um, like, you can turn it on and look around, and then the spatial audio kicks in from where you're at, and you can really feel like you're in that place that you're in. And, I mean, you could do that and turn on a meditation, read a book, watch a TV. 
just black out. The world doesn't exist. You are just in this, uh, you know, solitude, this oasis, just, you know, just kind of chilling. I, I think that, like, if you if you had a stressful day and you need to, like, chill out your mood, man, you could turn those immersions on. It can really, I think it can impact your feelings because it can make you feel like you're there. I, I, I that, that was... That was pretty compelling to me, the ability to be um, to be immersed in these environments. It's it's pretty crazy. And and mm. that's even more reason why, you know, as a black man <laughs> growing up as a black man and the things that we learn and experience, I would not want to be using this thing in public because I'm not trying to be that out of it in public. In, yeah, in the comfort of my house, hopefully my kids don't, you know, throw up. Paper balls, paper <laughs> balls and stuff at me. But um, other than that, you know, I, I should be pretty relatively safe. Um, but um, you you can kind of get lost in those, and it's pretty cool. Um, it's it's still heavy. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world okay. as far as weight is concerned. So you do have to take you know breaks, which is not only the weight of it but more so the uh you have a screen like a couple inches from your eyeballs so you know you gotta do the sensible thing and take it off for a little while and um you know give yourself a break uh but i mean you know not planning think, on having it unless someone so wants to buy it for me. i think so you should do that it, anyway i mean that's that's just yeah. probably the healthy thing i mean to obviously do. it has the size component factored in but does it really like somebody like john that wears glasses or dennis that wears glasses would that uh -huh. be uncomfortable you don't wear it with glasses you actually had to buy um uh optic inserts for it with your prescription God damn. What? <laughs> see, yeah. see told it's not gonna that. fit with your glasses your glasses right. won't fit That's in there right right yeah so you gotta you gotta you gotta buy glasses Shit. for it how much is that Yo, extra come on man oh, uh, it's no. like one it's 150. Whoa! See, God, see. Yikes. I mean, that's how much gla the glasses you got see. on, bro. That's what they call. Yeah, I don't need another pair. I don't need a for Apple Vision. It's called Apple now, Vision. My, nah, my, wife, yeah, you know, exactly. my wife used it with her contacts, <laughs> and she seemed to be all right. But they say the contacts can probably get in the way of the eye tracking. But my wife used it with God her contacts, damn. and she was cool. You got to buy glasses. Yo, for the glasses. You actually have to buy glasses. <laughs> for the so camera. That's, that's fucked up. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't think that that's a um, I'm not that particular that. move is a is a is a money grab. I think that that's just technology limitation. I mean, the thing has to be on like sealed to your face. How could you possibly wear your glasses? You know what I'm saying? It's got like a light seal, and it'll seal well, to your I'm face. Out. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Uh, that was it for me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, the compatibility of apps that you can use. Uh, do you find it well, difficult when well, you it, can't use apps like Netflix? Um, what else is uh, um, limited on there? All right. So a couple, so a couple, couple things there. <laughs> I don't know about that one yet, but uh, he lies. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't lived virtual reality since he got that drink. <laughs> I see them tissues back behind you. Oh, wow, really? In his virtual Damn. room? In his virtual room? In his virtual hospital? Here, here you guys go. But to attempt to answer Dennis's question, um, the apps, I mean, you guys have to think about, like, the first Apple Watch, the first iPad, the first iPhone, any new platform is going to have uh certain slowness even video game consoles like apps are still 
sparse now. All that is going to come, right? So um, part of being an early adopter of a product is you're usually a tech enthusiast and you um, you're the guinea enjoy, pig. You en- but you enjoy the growth and development of going from, oh, I could do this, now I can do this. Oh, they're coming out with this, now I can do Like that whole process of new things happening and new things developing on the platform is like fun for me, like a hobby for me, like just being able to watch it grow. But right now, I mean, I bought this understanding that it's going to be able to do about what they can do. You know, you can do on on the demos they show you on TV and the other stuff is going to come later because it's going to take time for people to develop new things and all that for this. Do you see a price drop drop happening when they do the updates and they come out with the... so yes Probably and no, no, version. not a price drop for this. They're going to, just like anything, they're going to study the early adopters and figure out what kind of things uh, stick. Like, for example, the Apple Watch, the fitness tracking kind of came to the forefront. So then you make the cheaper version that just kind of focuses on the thing that's the, 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 the main draw. Right. So over time, people will start using these for some reason, that, that, that like compelling reason more than you know, other reasons. And then they'll come out with a Apple vision air or whatever they want to call it. Apple vision mm. SE or whatever their name is. And that's going to come in at a price point. That's going to attract more buyers. Um, so they'll do that. They'll come out with a, with a, with different tiers of, of versions. Got it. Is what I expect. Cause you know, with any product, they gonna want to get it in everybody's hands. When the iPhone first came out, People average, you paid $100, $150 for a cell phone. Now, part of the reason was the phones were subsidized yeah, by the carriers. Trios were $650 back then. The I was about to say, yeah, the trios the were, trios were, yeah, they the were trios much Yeah, but see, that's a, that's a phone that wasn't subsidized by the carrier. The average person was buying a flip phone that was subsidized by the carrier, which means you weren't paying the real price for it you were they were telling you give me 99 dollars i give you the new nextel chirp or the new nokia the flip phone whatever and when they dropped the iphone talking about hey give me 800 dollars, people were like oh you know but now you <laughs> look around everybody days. got an yo, iphone yo when you when you just did that your persona looked like a fucking sim <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i want to bring back the trio 650 bring back the trio 650 yeah <laughs> Man, when I but, left in the cab. But re- yeah. reality is, you know, um, there's going to be sticker shock for the first version for all that kind of And then the things will develop so that it becomes more, uh, uh, you know, everybody. For, there'll be a version for everybody. They're going to get there, but they got to, you know, it's got to go through its paces. It's an exciting time for this type of stuff because it's a new platform. Apple hasn't had a new platform since the Apple Watch came out. True. That's yeah. almost 10 years ago. That's true. Yeah. So I, I thought they would announce the um the iPad that turns into a laptop that you can, you know, like the Microsoft Surface where you can like use it as a they computer. Don't, yeah, but they don't want to do that though. Yeah, they want to keep the iPad and the laptop set like they don't want to try to go backwards, right? They want to take the iPad. No, no, iPad I get it. I was forward. I was yeah. I was just thinking that would be like the next thing they would probably announce but this thing came out and you know v- VR is like the future, so you know, I get it. When is yeah, the Apple I mean, chip you got out? you got you iPads all around you, right? If you oh, open Lord. an iPad app, you can pull it in front of you, and you can like work it like it's an iPad app in space in your house. So they're like leapfrogging, you know, current technology I, I trying to push I, to the future. Yeah. Do you think do you think the technology is worth getting now, or should should somebody that like 
isn't like a, a tech enthusiast like yourself? Should they just I, wait? I think someone who isn't a tech enthusiast should probably wait. I mean, the the things that I enjoy about it, the things I enjoy doing, like other people, I, I, you probably either get bored or frustrated or, you know, like the whole process of uh, going through the development, you know, that that's not for everybody. Everybody don't care about that. <laughs> so um I just you know, want to so, work. Yeah. That's my mother. Yeah, everybody don't care about that. So like Yeah, yeah I mean, free. so like different platform like if you talk about the Apple Watch, you know, and I got the first one and I have the one I have now, I have the the not the journey of like, okay, at first it could only do this and now it now it now the screen, you know, it's all I remember looking at my Apple Watch and oh I didn't raise my wrist right, so I got I got a beat on the screen and finally the this, the the, uh, the time comes on. I didn't say beat off. I said beat on. Uh, the time time comes up. Damn. But like now, we got to always on display. So your watch shows up all the time. You know? You know, so now we get now we don't have to have the Deshaun Watson watch anymore. Wow. You know? Wow. You know, wow. So anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. The Deshaun Watson watch. I like that. It's like that. The Deshaun Watson watch. <laughs> All right, I think the, the, the prosecution rests. I don't have anything else to ask. Yeah, no, yeah. that was great. Thank so, you, Trey. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew the question would come about whether it was worth purchasing, and I think that if you're a tech enthusiast, that in that this is what you're into, getting the first or something, and it didn't. Yeah, I mean, please don't go into significant debt or do nothing stupid. But if you can afford it, get it. Um, but like. The average person, like my mom or somebody, or my even my sister, like oh, random people, <laughs> yeah, just like I mean, what I do suggest that everyone do, all of you do, is in this area. We're in a a large metropolitan area, and there are Apple stores everywhere. Just go Please, to the store and try one. In the near future, go in the store and do a demo and check this out because the stuff I showed y'all on Facetime is not. You can't. It doesn't look because I look at the videos after the fact on my phone and I'll be like, dude, that does not show what it looks mm. like. Yeah, I, your, I would room, look at your whole room becomes this. It's not right. just that right. little video you see on the screen right. that somebody's showing you a flat video doesn't like it's the whole room. And and the thing is, watching my wife and kids use it in their reactions. Oh, oh, they're right there. Look, it's right. Everybody, when they use it for the first time, they're like, oh, but you got to share that. It's pretty dope. Huh? You gotta share it. <laughs> we gotta... I thought that was one per person. Like you, I ain't sharing mine when I get mine. I mean, I don't think I don't think I, I can. I don't think I can. I go am to a the family Apple man. Store. Anything I have, I let my family. I don't think I can. This mine. I don't think I can go to the Apple store and try it out. I wear glasses. That's right. Um, I got astigmatism, so how, I can do it. I was gonna say, can you see at all without your glasses? I, can. I mean, I can. I can see. I can't see far. You probably. You probably could do the. I mean, you probably be okay. Uh, you we'll probably see. be okay. That's, it, that's I, I guess crazy. it wouldn't be ideal, but you probably be okay. You got bifocals. You can't. This ain't for you. I'm gonna, right. be, like, I'm gonna be like Stevie Wonder so, handing the mic to Mariah Carey. Oh no, no, no! Uh, see, that's that's the thing too, because it also, based on what I just mentioned, it also is limited. To a degree, to a certain generation. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. It, like, yeah. I, I was going to ask, like, if I got one for my mom, would it be 
you know, something to. I thought you were asking you know, if it was like a Braille version of it. I was like, what is he asking? What? Uh, <laughs> generation, man. It's not, it's not, oh. not handicapped? Okay, I got you. <laughs> not disabled. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right, I mean, yeah. the thing about, yeah, I don't know. So anything that's breaking brand new like this, you give it to your mom. When it has issues, and, well, how does this work, Mom? It doesn't work. Right, you got to do right. it. It's you. You got to after it's been through its paces, and there's a version for everybody. Yeah. That's the one you yep. get, dude. Yep. Don't give mom the when the first iPhone came out. Don't get that nope. for your mom. Do nope. not get that for your mom. My mama got an iPhone. I now. still have my first one. <laughs> my mama have an iPhone now. Yeah, I, I mean, still, I still you know, have the, 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 the don't, first don't version. Do that. That's more about that's more about her not wanting to get an iPhone though. She don't see the point. But then she always complains about her Android not working. So. Oh, see, there you go. Well, it's an Android, huh? I don't know what you want me to tell you. He's like, why does this button don't work? I'm like, is it not well, a button? Yeah. <laughs> it's a placebo. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Android, man. It don't work. It, it, it don't work. I'm going to call Verizon tomorrow. No, you're not. It's cool. Well, you got to do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks, Trey, for your, thanks, Trey. your titties. <laughs> Thanks, Trey, for his. I mean, he looks like a he looks like a street he looks like a street by the cat. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Thank Trey for his titties, guys. Yeah, thanks, Trey. (laughs) Thank you, Trey. We could we could uh, skip the news this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it's it's late. I will will say this. I will say this. Um, uh, he do news? Bobby. Okay, I'll just do I'll just do uh, two quick things. First of all, Bobby Althoff. The uh, podcaster, the one that interviewed Drake and yeah. Lucy Vert, her husband just filed for divorce. Oh, okay. Uh, so I don't know what that's all about. And um, <clears throat> the, the 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 tweet that we were talking about earlier has to do with this. Do you know that you're a musician, but that's why I'm interviewing you today, so I can get to know you. So I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. What the fuck that mean? Make magic or something? What is what? musician? I think that's. I think you're confusing that. Yeah, I'm not no musician. I, I make music. I make I, music. I, and that's not all I do. I make music. I act. I'm a TV star, too. A young mogul. Uh-huh. I, just really quick. I think young Did she mogul. think she said <laughs> magician? You, Wait. You don't yes. know. Wait, you listen. thought that all I was was a magician or whatever the fuck you said. See, that's what I think you think I said. No, I said musician, I not what, magician. I don't think, baby. But I don't think. What I, is that? That's ghetto. I don't think. I know. Ghetto is think. So you, you think. I didn't say magician, Suki. I said musician. And I think you are a musician. No, baby, I do music. So you just really, just really quick, for the record, could you say you don't think you're a musician? I'm not none of that. But then after that, you just said, I do music. Yeah, I do music. So in other words, you're a musician. No, I'm not. What's killing me is this interviewer is trying (laughs) to be all professional, We should have done this to people who Dylan won't work with. (laughs) You know, oh yeah. You know what's funny is like when she said, she said, yo, that's ghetto. And I'm looking at her. That you want to know ghetto. Thinking know is ghetto. Yeah. She said thinking is you ghetto. You got to see what she looked like though. Who is that? Yeah. Her name is Suki. 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 Yeah. Yeah. She's a she. She does music apparently, but she does. She's, she's, she's yeah. It's hot garbage. Um, and, so she's and, not a musician. Then. And real quick, talking about the Grammys, uh, Killer Mike swept his uh, award nominations. He got three for three. And uh, very quickly after that was um, placed and in was handcuffs. Booked, and was booked downtown. Yeah, no, he, he, was downtown. Pla- he was placed in handcuffs. Apparently, he spoke out about it. Uh, it had to do with uh, a security guard at an entrance that he was trying to go through after he had gotten his three uh, awards. 
And apparently when she tried to tell him that he needed tickets, he and his team tried to get past her and she claims that he injured her while he yeah. was trying to go past her. So, I'm sure that's a payday. That's that's the lawyer chase. Well, yeah, and it's like, it, but it's the twofold. So it's like, I just won these three Grammys. I can basically go any building in this building I want to. Yeah. yeah, but that's not his persona to just like shove somebody out yeah, the way. He, yeah, I don't think he mean? did it. I think that might have been a security. I mean, like, you got to well, move the way. You know, so, yeah. But he, so he, he said it was security was being overzealous over yeah, so. her, her duty. So I'm, I'm sure that's about that, that, that Ness. Thanks, John. Yeah, look. Uh, let's move on to the artist of the week, uh, Trey. Um. So, all you doing, Lon? You doing bump? What? Just what? <laughs> what? Jay Hill just what? did a bump. Man, I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to stay up. I'm sorry. Oh, my oh, gosh. oh wow! Are you drunk uh, now? <laughs> oh God! Oh. All right. So, uh, let me just keep talking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, our, uh, the artist of the week. The artist of the week is Jay Dilla. So. Uh, for him, I picked um, Slum Village Players. I think the thing that kills me about this song is that until I listened to the actual original that this was sampled from, I heard Players. Everybody did. Everybody did. But it said Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's that's his that's his way of manipulating samples. Make you think you they're saying something else. He's manipulating your brain. He invented Apple Vision Pro before it came out. Yeah, it yeah. was the original. Is the dress blue or is it gold? <laughs> oh God, no, not that shit. Oh wow. All right, that was uh, stupid. Um, by the way, a quick that, uh, just, that, just that real quick that that's terrible. a diss track. By the way, the uh, the group yeah. D twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, some inner Detroit beef there? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yep. Uh Jay Hill. Um, so my artist of the week is um Four Cats from Carolina. And um just listening to uh KC was recently on the um R and B Money podcast. Oh and he was telling the story. Oh, it's not watching that, yo. It's like yeah, two they, hours. They, they you mean like our podcast? Right. Nah. <laughs> well, well, but anyway, he was talking about how, but, but you get the backstory on shit that you would never know, which is really, really yeah, what it's yeah, about. That. So that's the beauty of it. And yeah, this is one of, the, one of the stories he tells is how he wanted Devontae and JoJo wanted doubt. But they didn't want to work together. What do you mean? Like, like wow. did he like, want him on them? Like, like, obviously him and JoJo are related, so they're cousins. Right. right. JoJo didn't fuck with Devontae. He said, I'm not going to be in the group if he's in the group. Oh, wow. Where KC was like, I'm not going to be in the group if we don't let him in the group. So JoJo was like, well, I, well, I'm, well he need to be in the group. So it was like, they never wow. wanted to be together. It was really fucking weird. Wow. It was really weird how they all came together, but... Um, Man, Devontae was history. my. He was yeah. like before I met before I found out about Dilla. Devontae, yeah, Devontae that was my fucking <laughs> idol, yeah. man. Yeah, Devontae swing. So. And then he just Jones. like let the he let the alcohol get to him, the alcohol yeah. and drugs, man. Yeah, it's kind of a sad story. And that's the live version. That's a live version from the MTV Unplugged. Which not Unplugged. too many people. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's, that's, I remember that joint. That's the that's the, that's the when they did the Stevie one. Wonder joint. 
right? Yes, yes. Yeah. This yeah. is the one. This is the one where they did lately. MTV has the unplugged this series is, uh, plugged into everything. Yo, this shit. <laughs> but this particular one was one of the only ones that was a bunch of artists because it was all Uptown Records. It wasn't oh, just like oh, like right. Christopher Williams is on, oh, Mary J. Blige right. is on. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of Father MC is on it. Like everybody's on that shit. Wow. So I remember watching it. That shit was dope. Man, MTV yeah, used to Jones. have some banging shows, man. They did, Fuck. man. Yeah, it's not yeah. a it's not a programming show like that no more. All right, uh, John. Uh, my Oops. artist of the week is also Jay Dilla, and uh, I picked this uh, album called Well. This is from a beat tape, but somebody decided to release it on an album called Motor City. Uh, I love this. Uh, <laughs> I love this beat because of the sample that's being used. I'll go ahead and uh, I'm not supposed to do this as a producer, but uh, this is a very, very hard to find um, uh, Isaac Isaac Hayes record. I'm not going to tell you the name of the song, but it's Isaac Hayes. Jeez. And everything that you're oh hearing God. minus the drums is Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And when I heard the record, I was like, yo, he I, took I that shit. I mean, it is his ear is so fucking magnificent, man. It's crazy. Immaculate ear. Yeah. All right. Uh, and my pick of the week is going to be Michael Jackson's Get on the Floor. Um, I picked this song just because I just finished the, uh, the Greatest Night in Pops, and I was like, I'm on Michael Jackson kick, so I was like, let me go find and this song I was humming this song in my head for some reason. I think the bass line um kind of uh stuck out to me in the car ride today. So I was like, let me find that song. And I was like, I, I, I didn't know if it was called Get on the Floor or uh Come on and Dance, but then it was it's called Get on the Floor. So this joke sound like the brother I've Johnson. Liked the bass line line to this. Oh, it's, it's, oh, that, yeah. that's, that's the brother Johnson. Uh, yeah, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think we have to say pause every time we say the brothers Johnson. At least that's what <laughs> What wow. about Ben Johnson? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Every Benz. time we say Ben Johnson, we <laughs> gotta say he's ben a punk. Johnson. Oh no, Ben Johnson is a punk. Wow. All right. And at least the name of the group wasn't A Brothers Johnson. That's still, I mean, that's still, it's, it's all bad. Like, well, it's brother the Brothers Johnson, Johnson either way. <laughs> <laughs> the brother over there. His brother is not my Wait, brother Johnson. Brothers Johnson. Why are you thinking of John oh, Brothers Johnson, bro? <laughs> I'm listening to the Brothers Johnson. How do you listen to the what? Brothers Johnson? It's slapping you in your ear. Wait, wait, you put it in your ear. Oh, <laughs> your ear still couldn't fuck oh, with my sound. No. I got, like, I got the Brother Johnson in my ear right now. He's like slap Brothers Johnson against your face. <laughs> oh my God, yo. Oh my God, <laughs> Brothers Johnson. That went left so fast. What are we talking about? That went left so fast. Oh my God. All right, let's Apparently, we're talking about the Brothers no, Johnson. No, 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 we're not. We're not. <laughs> let's do. What, y'all? Do you mean Deshaun Watson? No, 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 not that Brothers no. Johnson. Wow. Uh, no. I'm about to write slap your Brother Johnson against your face. <laughs> oh God. Uh, let's do others of the week: movies, documentaries, TV shows, books. Uh, Jay Hill. I am um, catching up, if you will. I guess I'm on season 20 now of uh, Family Guy. Wow. And um, it, is, it, is, it is just, the writing is just remarkable. Like, remarkable. And it's weird, because I just watched the episode today where they was talking about, like, everybody had their own musical story. And um, Jerome, if you're familiar with the characters, Jerome the bartender, he talks about how he was... Uh, he's he's related to Muddy Waters, and oh, uh, yeah. 
and and he, his driver steals all of his songs yeah. and he comes out as Elvis. Yep. So oh yeah, like, that's crazy. It's like yo. so ridiculous. It's like it's like I don't understand where Seth gets all of this. The, the, these ideas. He's a like, genius, man. So fucking ridiculous. He just got yeah. the Ted TV show too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did see that. But he stopped writing for Family Guy. I thought. Nah, I thought he, he stopped may- that. Well, I mean, he might still be doing the voices, but just not writing. If that's uh, true. You think? I mean, he probably has the okay the scripts though. Yeah, I'm sure he probably does rewrites if they, you know, he don't think they're funny enough. Uh-huh. What season are they on? Oh God, they gotta uh, be twenty-five. Like... I think. Damn. If they're on twenty-five, yeah. what season are the Simpsons on? The Simpsons oh, passed. They Simpsons. surpassed. They surpassed yeah, thirty, all, bro. Like, they were yeah, out when like the Cosby 30. Show was out. That's what I'm saying. Like, how? What? What season they on? They surpassed thirty. They got to be close to forty now. Yeah, yeah. They got to be close to forty. All right. Uh, who didn't go? Uh, J- uh, John. Um, my art. My other of the week. I haven't seen this movie because it's not out yet. But it's a movie called The Zone of Interest. Um, I'm not into movies, but this movie looks incredible. Um, it is about a family uh, that lives in a beautiful villa in Germany or, or in Poland, and um, some mysterious details start to arise. It's like a husband and wife with three kids. They have a swimming pool. They've got a large garden. Their mother, mother-in-law lives there. Or one of the mothers lives there. And one day the, the kids are swimming in the river, and a dead body just starts swimming past them. And the father, they find out that found find out that the father is uh, works for the Nazi party, and they live mm. next door to Auschwitz, and he is a general uh, for the Nazis, and he's in charge of uh, bringing in all of the Jewish uh, uh, victims and doing away with them, whether it's gas chamber or burning them and stuff. And he's basically trying to hide it from his family. Uh, his wife knows about it. His wife is in on it. But everyone, all the kids don't know about it. Uh, and it's very chilling. It's very detailed. Um, it's directed by a guy who did... Shit, I can't think of a movie. But uh, he's an award-winning director. And What's it called again? The Zone of Interest. That's on Netflix? No, it's going to be in the theaters, I think. Oh, okay. I think. It's not out yet, but um, it's supposed to come out later this year. Got it, got it. Um, oh, and just a nugget. Uh, Family Guy's on season 22. Um, Simpsons on season 35. Damn. That doesn't seem like that's right, though. The Simpsons came out in the late 80s. Right. Yeah, they came out in the late 80s. Tracy Ullman was 87, 88, so... Yeah. Wow. All right. And Family Guy was mid to late 90s. 99. 99, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, My show of the week is going to be Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon Video. If you haven't seen it, it is pretty darn dope. I I heard it. I think it's it's interesting because if you watch the movie, the movie kind of tells you that they are spies working for two different organizations that were told to kill each other and then they come together in the movie. The TV show takes a different spin on that. So um, I'm not going to spoil it for people who want to watch it. It's only eight episodes in the first season. It gets really intense. 
Like the writing is really sure. good. But the same people who did um Atlanta um did Mr. And Mrs. Smith. So just tell you something about the writing. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And uh Hero directed a lot of the shows too. So it should tell you a lot about where that show's going. Uh there's a really big plot twist at the at the in the eighth, eight, um on the eighth episode. Um but it's it's a really good series. I, I enjoyed the acting and the storyline and how they how they actually told the story about how the Smiths the origin well it's not the origin story of the Smiths, but it's like you watch how the Smiths are created. So it's it's pretty cool. So if you get a chance, watch uh Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon video. Those are our picks. Um and that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in. I want to give a shout out to Eden Radio, Belly Up Sports, and Unhinged Sports Network for um, sponsoring this show or showing this show or playing this show on their networks in anywhere you can hit podcasts. Uh, Yo, Trey looks like Casper. <laughs> That's what he looked like. Casper, really go. Hey, yo, the human version. <laughs> the human version of Casper will be fucking scary, though. <laughs> and there you go. See, now he came back. Oh, yeah, because Casper would disappear and come out of nowhere. <laughs> He'd be real, real transparent. Oh, my God. Just, hey, uh, guys. PSA for today. Uh, let's see. Um, speak up for your kids, yo. Like, speak up for your kids. I think that's a really big thing. Like some kids are getting bullied and they don't they don't feel like they have a voice to say something. So like if your kids are saying something, I, I think it it should be at least addressed to the schools that your kids go to. Speak up for them, man. Like and go in there and, and find out what's going on. Be in, I guess the, the the overall PSA is get involved in your school, just 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 uh, your, uh, your child's school activities and what's going on in their school because you never know and you know it's it's a scary time when people are going up in schools and doing all this crazy stuff and you if you're not tapped in something can happen to your kid or to kids you know so that's that's my PSA anybody got any, any got, got, a, got a PSA nah, uh, just speak Dave yeah. mine, is, mine, is, mine is similar because mine is similar to yours mm-hmm. but like my thing is support these teachers because these teachers don't have they don't have any sort of leverage because you you enabling a lot of your kids to get away with whatever it is. That too, like, yeah. That wouldn't like, be my child. Like check, that is check your, your child. Kid. I see. Yeah, exactly. Check your kids too, because your kids will try to get away with murder, <laughs> and they will blame somebody else. Literally, that that, that fourteen or that seventeen year old kid that shot up the school in two thousand twenty one. He was convicted. Uh, his mother was convicted. Mom, yeah. yeah, in Michigan, yeah, they convicted his. They convicted his mom today. That she president. Was, I mean, yeah. it's sad, but at the same time, something needs to, go, to give with these yeah, these school shooters, man. So yeah, hold like, parents accountable. It's sad, like when they got like they're building like emergency bunkers for people to build in their classrooms in case somebody come in and start shooting the school. Like yeah. that's 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 crazy to me. Like my my son had a. Uh, my son and my daughter had emergency um, practices in case somebody like for school shootings. Yeah, like yeah, you they, gotta have they, it. I got a notification. Yeah, they have active shooter drills. But yeah. yeah, they have those now. I got a. We got a notification that something yeah. happened. It was like they couldn't tell us what happened at the school, but it was like something happened. We I pulled up to the school. It was like yeah, something happened. We gonna tell y'all about it later. I was like nah, I need to know about what's happening now. Like where's where's my son? And what happened? Like it's like I ain't waiting around for that news. And then like, I got you got an email like a little bit later it was like somebody threatened to come up to the school and do something. I'm like, 
man, that's that's not cool, man. Like the, the bomb threats and the, and the aqua shooter threats, you know, just just be mindful of what's going on in your kids' schools, man. Like and, and be active if you can. Like be active if you can the, be. The the bomb threats were prevalent when I was in school. Well, I mean, you say like you thing. went to a different dimension of schools. Like we all just go to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. What you talking about? We <laughs> didn't have, but we didn't have active shooter drills. We, we had did bomb not have active shooter drills, you know. But we did have bomb threat drills. I remember that. I remember yeah. getting bomb threats at Anacostia. So, so yeah. But yeah, that's that's all we're gonna say. Like, be safe, protect your people, and be active in everybody's lives that, that you care about. On that note, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll check you guys next week. And rest in peace, Jay Dilla. And happy birthday. For sure. Hey, yo. I thought you were going to play Dilla Dre. <laughs> I was. <laughs> hey, yo, that's I'll funny. Dilla remix next time. Uh, 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 yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things. From rookies who ball to vets who about to get more rings, plus more things. Like a jam session or something yep. then we beefing cause our favorite team John like slumming John like pumping over podcasts and steady every O you want more than that whole hum so here we go yeah we go from bars to beats to podcast or astro turf with balls and cleats like that y'all talking sports and things talking sports and things priest the nomad up talking sports and things we're talking sports and things Dean Turner John Lane talking sports and things baby we're talking sports and things Trey Illy, Trey Hill, talking sports and things, talking sports and things, DC baby. This has been Sports and Things. Thanks for listening and be sure to follow us at Sports and Things, S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore and underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z on IG. And if you follow us on Twitter, you can be sure to look us up at IsSports, I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z, and wherever else you are listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening.